0: what's up guys here with you with fc wonder kid episode 45 here with my guy Bretton. how are you
1: i mean this like last week has been uh, uh pretty pretty trying but uh without getting into uh all the specifics and we are going to talk about the footballing side of things um obviously you and i are pretty worn down from a human perspective um, just dealing with all this news and, uh, it reminds you how lucky you are, right? Mm -hmm. When you and I get to sit here and, and talk and, and, uh, do whatever we want to do. Um, just talk about football all day. Um, so that, that makes me absolutely grateful to, to this hour, um, that you and I spend every weekend putting this together and, uh, all, all I can say from the perspective of uh, Russia and Ukraine mm-hmm. is uh, we we obviously want what everyone the majority of everybody wants and that's that's peace it's and just, um, yeah it's just it's just so much listen, we're not qualified to talk about the geopolitics of it all mm-hmm. but I think everyone as a human, is absolutely qualified to talk about it from a human perspective. And exactly. our, wor- our world is uh, is rife with just too much going on and too much uh, interconnection that um, it's just hard not to be hit hard by all of this. Um, but yet, for some reason, uh, over the next hour or so, um, we are going to try and just talk about the footballing <laughs> perspective and and uh, give everybody here a little bit of an escape. So that's, that's what we can say about that, and we hope it ends
0: there you go there you go i think you said it perfectly yeah just give peace a chance okay just like history has told us and yeah people that's it and going with the football side that that's what we have to do uh quick news yeah. fifa has announced that no national anthem is going to be present and neutral venue for sure with russia okay and the national flag can't be shown in any of the kits. So this is a direct impact of what's happening in football, okay, with Russia. And we got to talk about the biggest, I'd say, story with football and with all this. It's the Chelsea situation, okay? Roman Abramovich gave the club to the Chelsea Foundation. But we all know he still retains the club. He's still the owner of the club, okay? He's still 19 years ahead of Chelsea, okay? from from they're glorious now and yeah abramovich had a huge say in that so yeah
1: yeah yeah let's be honest his his statement didn't reference putin ukraine Mm. condemnation it didn't reference any of that it just referenced his his life as uh uh, his last 20 years or so as Mm -hmm. as uh, the steward of chelsea so yes he passes that on um, and uh, he's doing it before uh, somebody comes in and takes it from him, uh, i.e. Mm-hmm. governments. But anyway, that's that's politics when you get there. Um, but what was more embarrassing, I thought, after all of this, was actually that like three-line club statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but it, it also just... It mentioned Ukraine. Um, they can do so much more, so much better. But um, in the end, it's like... You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I you can't focus your uh, your attention on all of this, uh, but you can focus on the news. And that is that, yeah, not only those changes and there's no guarantee that those changes, you know, in terms of um, not being able to display the flag and things like that. There's no guarantee uh, that, you know, Chesney comes out and, and uh, Robert Lewandowski comes out and says, OK, I'm going to play now and not boycott it. Right. Um, just mm-hmm. because it moves to a neutral venue doesn't mean that they then take a a larger stance in terms of saying we're not going to play it. And I get it. Mm-hmm. There's a human mm-hmm. element to the Russian side of things because not every Russian is, um, you know, at fault uh, <laughs> so, for this, just like uh, being an American. Uh, I I would I understand why I get overgeneralized sometimes, but, uh, you know, I'm not at fault for our government from time to time. Right. So it's just really interesting. But yes, uh, Russia also lost the Champions League final. And, uh, you know, all that seems so damn small. Um, compared to what's so, actually going on, but I gotta, let, let's let's just point really quickly to like the happy, st- not happy stuff, mm-hmm. but the heartwarming stuff is is. And I know it doesn't mean much, but uh, from a human element side of things, just seeing like Mikhalenko, Mikalenko and um, and Zinchenko meet up, you know, before their game, Manchester mm-hmm. City, Everton, uh, to see the the, the various outpouring outpour, of support. Hopefully, in the future, that turns into concrete support of um you know the crazy crazy thing that's going on there um and and people actually starting to speak up um Mm -hmm. at russian players too putting themselves in danger um by speaking up i I, you know some of that's encouraging and we got to remember it's so early with all this and Mm -hmm. Or craziness is unfortunately going to happen, and and craziness is such a loaded word because we all we obviously know that Whoa. it's a lot more dire and disgusting than well. That. Let so, me yeah. ask
0: you this, Breton. Let me ask you this yeah. concretely: <laughs> Do you think yeah. Chelsea is going to be affected by this with selling players? Because honestly, yeah. I feel with all this situation, Chelsea has lost leverage financially, leverage. Because in my opinion, Chelsea were in the say of, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and then Chelsea and City. They would spend the money to get these big players. So yeah. I think players like Jorginho, Lukaku, okay, that was on the bench against the in the final against Liverpool, Ziyech, mm-hmm. Kovacic, Kante, Mendy, and Keppa. All the like Mendy, no, but Keppa, all these players must be like, we might go. Because big salaries, with all the situation, like there must be a salary cap. Not as big as what Robin Abramovich. Okay. So what do you think? Times are going to change at Chelsea with this?
1: I don't know. I I mean, I really don't know. It it depends on the the transition over time. It depends on obviously if this gets taken away, if Mm -hmm. you will, Um, or uh, you got to think there's just such a rich history Mm. um, to Chelsea that an ownership group um, probably right now as we're speaking – there's somebody that's uh, that that might make it just so difficult for a um, Abramovich uh, not to maybe step aside at some point. Um, I, I really don't know, but I think that the the absolute uh, desire for continuity and and pro- progress within um, you know uh, Chelsea's uh, uh, mm-hmm. atmosphere, I really do feel like there somebody would pick it up. Um, no problem from an ownership perspective. I really don't think there's going to be a mass exodus, but I also have not maybe spent a whole lot of time thinking through this because we're obviously clouded by all the crazy Mm -hmm. current events. Um, so I don't know, but it will be very interesting to watch and maybe not in a good way. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, um, this, this Carabao cup final is, uh, (laughs) I wouldn't say one for the ages, but it certainly has been one of the more intriguing um, matchups that we've seen. There, we're, we're watching a shootout live right now as we speak, right? I think you're glancing – are you glancing to the side? Yeah, you yeah watching- I'm glancing. Oh, I'm okay. glancing. I mean, we're on uh, – I think we're on like the 17th or 18th penalty kick right now. Harvey Elliott just converted, so this is going down to the wire. Um,
0: yeah, uh, there you go. Well, I-, we- I don't know.
1: I mean, I got to ask you, what do you think? Do you do you you do seem it does seem like in thinking this through that there would be an exodus. Obviously, you would say if the fabric of ownership changes, if it doesn't become, you know, if it isn't resolved quickly, they'd have to cut costs. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, yeah. And I think Chelsea are more in a position to do this than any other team in England. Okay, because the Chelsea Academy keeps on delivering every single year. Like and I have like here. Like, Callum Hudson-Odoi stays. Reese James stays. Mason Mount yeah. stays. Adam Ambrosia yeah. can stay. Conor Gallagher stays. Billy Gilmore. Harvey Vale. Like, the list goes on and on and you know on.
1: Shalaba? Shal- Shal- Shalaba's put in one hell of a game today.
0: Facts. Yeah. Shalaba. So, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's just... If Chelsea have to sell... No problemo. And even when they sell, they can still sign here and there the positions that they'll be lacking in the future. I just think the question for me is how long is Thomas Duccio gonna stay at Chelsea too? You know? And I think having an owner like Abramovich present at Chelsea. Keeps Tuchel much more than him not being there, okay? Because yeah, he's a top class manager with guarantees, more more than guarantees, winning the Champions League in his first season, you know. So yeah. it's 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 I don't know, but Lukaku definitely must be on the spot, okay? Lukaku is an easy grab for money for Chelsea, okay? They just they can sell him, they can cut the shorts, especially with all the situation. In my opinion. He must be the one on the spot. He must be. Yeah. Well, yeah, he
1: must. But, but, uh, but you're talking no, about
0: okay. the game. Let's mention the who. Who do we think should be highlighted about the game? Because penalties are not. It led up to that situation. Four oh, yeah, goals, to, uh, like yeah, four yeah, goals I, in VAR, man. Yeah, I gotta go, back. Yeah, four, I gotta four. go back and,
1: uh, and I, I know Kep, Kep is in goal right now, right? <laughs> but uh, I, that double save for Eduard Mendy on uh Nabi Keita and then on uh on a yes. teammate. Sadio Mane, I mean, that preserved um, things. But yeah, there's been a lot going on.
0: going to say Kelleher and Mendy had a fantastic yes. matchup. Okay, those two keepers. Yeah, 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 Luis yeah. Diaz. okay. I love the fact that players are getting substituted ahead of him. Sadio Mane leaves and they put Jota and Luis Diaz stays. And you ask any Liverpool fan if that was the right choice and they right. say yes yes already okay so in the short period of time Luis Diaz is showing the mad techers mad techers that he has and even David Moyes came out and he said that uh, he had a chat with Luis Diaz for him to go to West Ham and he had his mindset Klopp Mm -hmm. must have just sprinkled all all that he had to listen on the phone because Luis Diaz had his mindset to Liverpool as David Moyes said so it's fitting it's fitting yeah Oh. I
1: uh, I think, and uh, Kovacic also mm-hmm. for Chelsea. I mean, he just was absolutely everywhere. Uh, and Shalaba, I thought, had a very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kepa just skied the, the final penalty kick, and uh, it's it's over. Liverpool wins.
0: <laughs> Harvey Elliott, man, that kid has fire. Like the Trent Kai Havertz moment. Like, you got to yeah. uh, this is what I like about Liverpool. Not that I like, I love. And Club seems to do this with his teams. And it's the spirit of unity. Okay? It's this spirit that if I go down, you go down with me. And Harvey Elliott, he's still, he's a youngster. He's a total Mm -hmm. youngster. And he's learning with a guy that Trent's a 23 23 year old veteran. Veteran. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. the vibes, man. I'm, oh, Liverpool. Oh, it's, and I have a question. Quick question with all this. Club. Klopp, do you how Mm -hmm. long do you think Klopp will stay at Liverpool? I know it's a, I know it's a crazy question to ask on the spot, but like for me, Klopp after Liverpool is going to the Germany German national team. I I won't say guaranteed, but I really believe free agent Klopp gets the German uh, job guaranteed. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm in agreement that that's kind of the only other logical place to Mm -hmm. go because right now right now wouldn't you say in terms of financial freedom in terms of mm-hmm. uh you know uh, just the uh, total control at the club like wouldn't mm-hmm. you say that uh, what's the next challenge where do you go where do you go from here it would be mm. you don't wouldn't be a syria team there's too much meddling there right uh maybe la liga but yes. they have their issues in terms of um you know in terms of finances right now i mean real madrid mm. barcelona that's a- the hell of a project and they just you know they got Imagine. choppy and he's not going anywhere until he can't prove his medal. um so the only real logical place would be uh, you Germany. know oh. and, and i would say the same thing for two tu- two tu- uh tuchel as well i mean mm. wouldn't that li- literally be the only other logical place for him to go
0: Well, you know i i'm, I'm gonna go bold maybe with this but like is atletico is kind of like the vibe of Klopp? Mm-hmm. no like Dortmund is kind of that team like underdog feeling. You got to be ruthless. Liverpool, they need it. they were an underdog story before Klopp arrived. They were giant sleeping giants. And Atletico, yeah. I kind of have the underdog feeling in La Liga and they have that yeah. ruthless ruthlessness playing that pressing playing. They just need yeah. to move things here and there, but I don't think this is immediate. What we're suggesting here is something after Liverpool guys okay so but it's very interesting to have this this thought in my opinion this, but this
1: uh... is just Alex always <laughs> wanting to try and get ah. the future uh you know man terrible at this pontification.
0: <laughs> but,
1: I mean, hell, I was calling for uh, for Newcastle to get relegated. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> uh, I, I, no, I
1: actually, I, I do want to, I mean, I know we probably don't want to go maybe from Chelsea to Newcastle, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I, I do have to say, I'm not going to, I'm not, it might be too early <laughs> to say it, but I am very, very impressed um, considering what, Kieran Trippier is injured. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got uh, you've got Bruno uh, Guimaraes, who's still getting up to speed, and is mm-hmm. not necessarily even part of the squad in any like material way just yet. So it's not even as as if their signings have done much. It's it's been the the, the guys that have been there all along. It's yeah, it is uh, very much so. Joe Linton, I got to give him mm-hmm. uh, the shout he deserves. Even a even a Shelby has has played pretty damn good, mm-hmm. um, but their backs were against the wall. Um, And they've rattled off a six-game unbeaten streak, four wins, two draws. And frankly, it's against a lot of clubs that they should have been getting points against. And that's exactly what you have to do to avoid relegation, (laughs) right? you got to beat the teams that you have to beat. And they they have done that. So it's probably too soon uh, to say this, but I, I might have to retract my call that Newcastle is going to get.
0: Yes, he um, And that. I was
1: probably dumb for even mentioning it in the first place, but it wasn't the money, it was not no, the money. No,
0: no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I think Eddie Howe had a touch, a, a big touch in it, because yeah. even like getting Chris Wood type beats, little, you know, these sneaky deals that, yeah, they they made sense now playing wise, and you'll see Bruni Marange. I'm very hopeful yeah. on him. He's still he's still adapting. Normal. Okay, we're going to talk about a player, a world-class player, GOAT for many, adapting to to a league. So it it happens. All these players need to adapt. But we can talk about players that adapt faster here. And I got to lead up. You talking about Newcastle. I'm going to talk about a team with a new coach too. And that's Conte and Tottenham. And uh, (laughs) I have to say, okay, I loved to see Conte putting his job and saying, look, guys, Mourinho. He's a winner. Yeah. He and he didn't manage to do anything here. Uh nun spirit arrives, he can't do anything here. <laughs> Pochettino leaves the, leave he, the the way he left. Like mm-hmm. I, it's not going to happen to me. <laughs> it's not going to happen to me. Like in 5 games, 4 losses and one of mm-hmm. the wins is against Man City. Isn't that very suspicious? In my opinion, yeah. it is. It's like Harry Kane saying, okay, I'll, I'll show up against Man City. But the other four, mm-hmm. nah, nah, nah." So, <laughs> the answer against Leeds is natural. It's absolutely natural, okay? And I believe, I really believe Conte is getting the grip on his team. And even Kulusevski. Two goals in five matches. Kulusevski yeah. showing results. So... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and those that said that he would, uh, thrive and it's probably too early to say this, but, uh, those that said that he would thrive in an Antonio Conte, uh, mm-hmm. type, you know, atmosphere, uh, have, have so far been proven right. Um, sometimes just getting the chance, uh, day in, day out, uh, you get True. it done, but it, it is, it's so bizarre. The, the Jekyll and Hyde, like how wacko has mm-hmm. it been, um, uh, to be a Spurs fan watching them lose to Burnley. Um, <laughs> you know, in between uh, that sandwiched by beating Manchester City and then stomping and essentially getting Marcelo Bielsa fired Mm -hmm. um, from Leeds United. Um, But, you know, I'm not necessarily in agreement with you about the whole Antonio (laughs) Conte mind games crap. Um, It just sounded so, ugh. but it's probably just part and parcel of his, uh, you know, I haven't, Necessarily been able to catch up on the years that he's played those mind games in Syria. Yeah, he does. Um, he does or, that. Or, or, yeah, but he it, it seemed it seemed a little bit tiresome, um, and that's like the last thing Spurs fans needed was like, "Oh, great, here we go." He's already done. It's over. We're gonna have. We're never gonna have stability again. Um, Antonio Conte is basically begging
0: to be mm-hmm. fired. um He's he's causing an. You're impact. saying that's. He's causing an impact. He's shaking up the club because, let's be honest, Tottenham needs a massive wake-up call. And I think Conte is doing that. But some positive news. Kane Mm -hmm. and Son became the most prolific duo in Premier League history, okay? So, big up on that. And I I don't know the numbers. I just know that they became the most prolific duo in the Premier League. And I am sure Conte in his mind must be thinking i gotta do with son and kane what i did with lautaro and lukaku i just Mm. need to build build around with the pieces that i know i need to be successful and that's why i think Mm. he's just putting tremendous pressure leading up to the summer conte in my opinion with all this talk all this it's gonna work Bretton. i i legit believe in the tottenham project well we'll
1: see we'll see um but yeah harry kane and uh, that, I believe it is, it's 37 goal contributions together, you Ridiculous. know, either assisting or, or scoring the actual goal and just, just absolutely, just absolutely amazing. I, I know that there are negatives that come with it too. And, and I'm a, maybe a little bit blind <laughs> to uh, the negatives that come with Son, just because mm-hmm. he's such a happy dude um <laughs> but maybe it's ball possession um maybe mm. you know you lose the ball too much True. and it, you, know, you see that because how do you go from losing to a burnley to stomping on all over leeds and actually beating a, a city mm-hmm. uh, but hey that is something that i don't know i mean there hasn't necessarily been a tandem um that is stuck together that long at the same squad in the same league uh, for as long as they have so far. And it'll be so, really, really interesting. And you to- and
0: you mentioned fast, like, what happened because of the Tottenham game. And that was Bielsa, right? And, like, Bielsa losing 4-0 to Tottenham. And before, 6-0 to Liverpool, man. In two games, yeah. 10 goals and no goals scored. So, like, Bielsa, like, I know, legend. Okay, leaves Leeds leads as a legend because the culture is much better than what than what it was when he arrived. So yep. big up on Bielsa. Players like Calvin Phillips, Jack Harrison, Daniel James is just perfect. Okay for Leeds, we all knew that, and mm-hmm. I I'm, I I love to see what he made. What what happened with yeah. Bielsa and with Leeds. But uh, I gotta ask yeah, well- you, like the yeah. person that oh no but you you sure have some comments about bielsa sorry
1: well yeah i mean about bielsa i'm i'm in complete agreement i mean he does still leave as a club legend mm-hmm. absolutely and even though leads are trending towards <laughs> a big relegation battle moving forward much like everton and potentially even brentford um
0: you know mm-hmm.
1: it, it, it has to be said bielsa was dealing with ridiculous Ridiculous injuries, Mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous injury spell. True. And very little backing, surprisingly, in the transfer window. Um, Very little even got done Mm -hmm. um, when when all of these kinks had started to kind of like make themselves, um, make people aware of them. It Mm -hmm. was a little shocking that nothing was actually done there. So that's not necessarily an excuse for Bielsa because the definition of insanity is, you know, banging your head against the wall and thinking that is going to be a different outcome. And Bielsa never really changed. He kept running the same system, essentially, and getting shellacked. Um, t- they gave up 20 goals in their five games, five pre- Premier League games in this past month, which is a record, a Premier League record. Okay? It's, it's and and that's, even, that's even taking into consideration like the years that West Brom, and other clubs that were like bottom of the table, like really bottom of the table uh, were in the league. Um, so the fact that they gave up literally average four goals a game conceded over the last month. Yeah. I mean, Bielsa, what else are you going to do? Um, but yes, <laughs> it, it opens things up for uh, hopefully it's a, a redemption story done, for no? uh, Jesse Marsh. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Fabrizio Romano, I don't know if he's actually come out and said, here we go yet, but no, uh, no, Fabrizio no. Romano has announced that it is uh, pretty certain that Jesse Marsh, uh, the ill-fated Red Bull Leipzig, um, quick quick boss, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of cast to the side, but obviously had a very good tenure at Red Bull Salzburg previous to that. Um, hey, if, if, it's, if he becomes the second American to coach in the Premier League history, um, it both excites and terrifies me. Um, for Jesse Marsh, I honestly, because he's inheriting a club right now that is not on the solid ground that it was previously, Mm -hmm. um, in last year. And Jesse Marsh plays a style, uh, that does keep you kind of a little bit vulnerable at the back and they just conceded 20 goals in one calendar month. So I'm a little worried, (laughs) but I'm excited about what you were going to mention
0: Mm, and that is i i i I, 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 no, i have to ask you this like do you think jesse march is going to have jesse marsh sorry is going to have an impact at leeds that like brunelage had at wolves is he going to have an immediate good impact at the club you reckon at leeds because like i think that's what leeds fans want to know is he going to improve from what bielsa is showing you reckon
1: yeah, so he's he's known to be a little bit hard-headed in terms of um hanging on to his tactics, but hey, mm-hmm. your tactics start to work. I get that, uh but that's also what got Bielsa into hot water. Mm-hmm. Um so uh he is a club guy. He is a a locker room guy. And if there's anyone that can rally, I mean, you can still remain a Premier League club with the mm-hmm. harrisons with Rafinha, with Mesli at the back with You got a lot of really good pieces that, unfortunately, are just not working and jiving together. And you need to get your injuries back. Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately, um, he's got to basically come into this and say, you know, does he keep his job? Does Jesse Marsh? And I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Would he keep his job if they actually fall into the relegation territory and they get relegated? He
0: wouldn't. He wouldn't. Like, Like. yeah, He's going to
1: get no backing, no transfers. He's exactly. going to get nothing. So Jesse Marsh's job is just come in and, and save the day. And if you can't save the day, then you don't get a, a, a clean slate at an offseason mm-hmm. uh, and, and any financial backing to improve your squad. So,
0: But if he do- stays in the Prem and everything works out, I yeah. we were talking here before the pod started. I'm going to give yeah. you the shine, man, because you said this in the past in the mm-hmm. podcast and some followers for sure know what we're going to say and who goes to lead. So if Jesse March is there, yeah, who goes,
1: I'm asking you. Right
0: there. There, you born. Go. there you go.
1: For New Jersey born. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it is a it is a very uh, pressing, intense system that Jesse Marsh runs um, all the way mm-hmm. back to Red Bull. I mean, it's the Red Bull system, essentially, mm-hmm. um, with a few tweaks here and there. And there is no better person uh, out there than Brendan Aronson, who, according to data, I forget whose data it is, but he has covered the most ground mm-hmm. of any player um, in, in the top 10, top 15 leagues, mm-hmm. um, because he is always moving. And he's getting so much better at ball security, getting so much better at finding the channels and things like that, uh, that Brendan Aronson is packed in a very small package. Um, but he packs a lot of punch and it it could work really, really well. Um, in leads with their current personnel. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 do, I do envision Jesse Marsh bringing uh, Brendan Aronson in. Um, so, but that's
0: only if they survive relegation. So, people, <laughs> say in the comment section, what do you think is going to happen in the Prem? Is Tottenham going to get wins? Is Bielsa... Uh, is Jesse Marsh coming to Leeds? Like, who's coming? Tell us your predictions. And now I got to mention fast, man. PSG, okay? Yeah. I have a stat here mm-hmm. that it's huge, okay, for me to say. Because Mbappe... Is 23 years old still. And Mbappé t- tied Zlatan, okay, in the most goals scored in PSG history with 156, okay? So the second, second, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. for Mbappé to be doing this. And I'm going to ask you this. Is Mbappé mm-hmm. currently the best player in the world, Breton?
1: Currently in form? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Jeez. Yes. Yes. I I don't I don't really have I don't even think that that's that bold to say. Uh, mm-hmm. Currently, I, I I don't know. I mean, who else are we looking at? I mean, Dusan Vlahovic, uh,
0: Ah, no, no, no. Lewandowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Lewandowski, Benzema, Lewandowski. I think those would be the the immediate yeah. but yeah, if Mbappe currently, I'd say this is my take for now. I'd say no. Mbappe, in my opinion, is the most desirable football player in yeah. the world. 23, World Cup coming for France. He might have two World Cups in his locker at 23. Okay? And, that, and Ronaldo nor Messi have even one World Cup. Okay? So that's huge for any statement in the future, like go talks whatsoever. And like the stats sure. with PSG, man, mad goals, okay? Mad he's goals. He's
1: 23. He's 23. And <laughs> yeah. he just tied. He just tied for second in PSG history um, oh. with 156 goals. And he's already got 24 goals and 17 <laughs> assists this season, which is probably why I say he's the most informed because <laughs> just as good as his two goals, his putaways, uh, complements of Messi, in mm-hmm. um, yes. that win up. over at the end uh, was mm-hmm. the... Uh, I believe it was an outside of the boot assist yes uh that he then finished the game with so it's kind of like there's so many matches left and this kid can hit you and hurt you and he's still a kid for the most part compared to me he's a kid but uh 24 goals 17 assists he can just hurt you in so many different ways that i don't know like uh, it's he, it's just very impressive, and I gotta say
0: this: like you say, currently he's the best player in the world, and it might be. He said this publicly because he stopped to play foot champs. <laughs> it affects right. my mind. That's the justification. Yeah. And man, I understand Mbappe. Okay, the yeah. struggle. So you do you, man. Focus on you. Focus on the football side. Yeah. And yeah, you mentioned it, Messi. Okay, Messi two. Sure. Beautiful assists, okay? And the Mbappe assist yeah. is really good. Okay, two goals and a beautiful assist too by Mbappe. But Messi, the provider, okay? Ten assists, okay, already for PSG. Double digits. So, let's yeah. keep on going. And big test against Real Madrid. Because, a Madrid, they'll be ready, okay? They'll be ready for what's going to come. Will. I'm hyped for that match.
1: Uy! Especially with, uh, with Benzema back and score goals, eee! yeah. Vini um, Junior, he was... It, it, it's- yeah, it, it, you know, that Mbappe thing though is so true. In mm-hmm. terms of he stopped playing foot champs, I, I stopped playing. I lost time when I, you know, started a family uh, to actually play these the video games, but I I am going to tell you. There there were several coffee tables, sev- several uh, uh things that were um Football Manager uh, improperly punished. Um, due to how bad of a person I got when I played those games. Um, If you want to see the worst side of some people, just play FIFA against them and beat the crap out of them, right? And normally I was the one getting the crap kicked out of them, so uh, I became a very unhappy person. Um, No, so I'm with them. Hey, if that's what makes uh, killing Mbappe the best person uh, moving forward, then...
0: There you go. And uh yeah. another question like for like with PSG just ending up like do you think Pochettino at the end of the season he's leaving? Do you think Poch out? No. I think Zidane is going to come to Paris, man. I'm getting those vibes. I'm getting yeah, those I mean, vibes. Yeah. Zidane he's has already, already coached Ronaldo, so now Zidane's yeah. going to coach Messi? I think that's fitting.
1: It could be. It could be. I mean, but you know, Poch Pochettino I I, I don't think he deserves to be there if they don't win the the Champions League I mean that's that's the state that's the stated goal right is that not the stated goal yeah I mean they're not they're not in it's pretty pretty clear that they're not in the game of uh uh I don't know relying on their their um youth academy to Mm -hmm. build uh you know some sort of a crazy fm challenge And they have a
0: phenomenal academy (laughs) no
1: yeah and they do they do but like it's probably not an academy that's necessarily gonna give them the boost that they need to win the Champions League final mm-hmm. and I, I think with him it's it's kind of like yeah it's it's UCL or bust um understandably so because there's been some false starts and they've been trying to get there and, and right now if you can't win it with Neymar with uh Messi and with Mbappe then um it's probably the coaching more than anything else or must be coaching from a player personnel uh mm-hmm. perspective but anyway uh that'll be interesting to watch because I know a lot of people are already pretty certain that it's not going to be Rangnick mm-hmm. um that obviously remains boss at Manchester United and I know he is kind of on the tips mm-hmm. of everybody's tongue to replace uh Rangnick uh as Rangnick moves up the totem pole I don't there want that. No, But
0: no no man. You know, no 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 I know but that,
1: he, he no. is the odds on favorite is he not Oh
0: yeah he is unfortunately <laughs> In my yeah. opinion sorry United fans if you want it, but I'm just not I'm not feeling it, but you said it right. Decisions, good calls, and I'm gonna mention yeah. too the team that I always get a sprinkle in in the podcast. It's Barcelona, mm-hmm. and I think now we can say it. I'm I'm gonna go bold and say like Barcelona were the biggest winners, even ahead of maybe Juvinch with Vlahovic. And he's doing really well, but like I just feel like Barcelona in this window in January. They got so many quality, no risk, long term moves with such an, an immediate impact. Okay, yeah. that it's quality businessman. Obama Yang looks like he's mm-hmm. he's he's there to prove the world that he's a baller. Traude, yeah. he's having a really nice effect. Danny oh, yeah. Alves, really nice effect too. Ferran Torres emotionally invested in Barca. Seventeen goal contributions already. They've all have 17. That's unbelievable. in sh- such a short period of time to have that affected yeah. Barcelona. So and I that, had really had that, to
1: that Frankie goal, man. That Frankie goal was uh, beautiful. Beauty.
0: Uh, beauty. It's and Napa. Oh, Beauty and like Pedri seems different. Gavi, I li- I'm liking seeing, Gavi. but like Puig, I yeah, yeah, Ricky Puig watching him like coming. I felt so bad, man. You, did you see him? yeah, oh, the, the confidence level, you can see it, you can see it. But quick question put you on the spot with Barca, Ronald Araújo. He, every Barca fan that you talk to. Says Ronald Rouge is the best under 23 defender in the world. Okay? I speak to many and they say that. Do you put Ronald Araújo ahead of Jules Conde?
1: Oh, goodness. Um. <laughs>
0: mm. Mm. It's a question. Um, La Liga, center yeah, backs?
1: I mean, I mean, not yet, but but guess what? We're going to kind of find out soon enough. Uh, what do you think? Sevilla, Barcelona, um, Europa League final? Think that can happen? Maybe then we can settle some scores. Um, but yes. Sevilla is six-time champs, and uh, Barcelona hasn't been in the Europa League for a whopping 19 years. No, I, I really... I I don't I don't feel qualified to answer that. I like oh, Jules on. Conde more so as a baller, but obviously I'm warming up to uh, Ronaldo yes Ronaldo, uh, a whole lot, and he's got versatility too. And I know you've been singing his praises, and absolutely it could be correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am still a Jules Conde believer um, when it comes down to it. Uh, maybe just a little more so. So hey, a head to head—that's the best way to to end this. Um, but I, I got to go back and, and attach some statistics to mm. your Barcelona uh, praise right now, uh, because and then I will end with a bold statement. Um, yeah, Obama Yang looks like a different being, right? He yes. looks like he wants to be there. Not surprising, okay? But uh, it, he's got four goals in his first five matches for Barcelona, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, that is the best start he has ever had at a club, any club, okay? The best, the best start. So he is. Put his nice. best foot forward there, and come on, I mean, with who they've got in the midfield and their wingers, if they remain healthy and all that good stuff, and uh, he should get his chances, right? Mm-hmm. He should get his chances, and generally, yeah, Obama Yang, when he's on point, is a is a phenomenal finisher and can can mm-hmm. remain so uh, long term. I mean, uh, and then Adama Traore. All right, mm-hmm. let's go to him for a second because I don't want to leave him out. I said that his his move to, it, to uh, Barcelona would be inconsequential unless Xavi could maybe unlock something. Well, mm-hmm. he's already got, what, four assists in five games for Barcelona, and in his last two seasons with Wolves, collectively, he dished out <laughs> how many assists? Three. Eee! Three assists. So um, Chavi's already gotten the most out of it, and he's also got two players that have very quickly, very, uh, you know, right away, just wanted to prove themselves, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do that. And, hey, that that can actually motivate a team a whole lot more, especially when, like, the the, the reservoir or, like, their, their yeah. worst means that they're still potentially a world-class player. I know Obama Yang felt like a waste of space at Arsenal for a Facts. long period of time, but let's be honest. When he was on point, he oh, was yeah. one of the best players in the world. And if he can even tap into 90% of that, Chavi, he's going to get one hell of a weapon um, to potentially find himself back in the Champions League next year. Agreed. You know, uh, I got to say it right now. Barcelona is a massive, massive threat to win all of the Europa League. I did not think they had the tools, but after this transfer window and after seeing them starting to play together against an albeit Napoli that has kind of fallen by the wayside Mm
0: -hmm. recently...
1: Um, they were not the Napoli we were talking about earlier in the season. Uh, I, I, I it, it's going to be a lot of fun, and that's why I do. I mean, let's let's go over this Europa League. Um, yes, tell me, tell uh, me. you ready? Tell me because uh, I'll start
0: with who Barcelona is going to play. Okay, genuine hey. reaction, okay guys, because I actually oh, yes. missed out on this. Okay, yes, hate on me, I missed out on the draw. <laughs> but tell yeah, me, yeah, I don't tell know me.
1: What, what rock you were sleeping under, but oh. um, he's here. Uh, I am going to um, tell him the UEFA Europa League draw right now. You ready? Yes, yes. I'm going to do yes. it quickly, Duke. I don't want to take up too much of our time. But Barcelona gets Galatasaray. Pfft,
0: Barca. Okay. Yeah. You got Barca? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig gets Spartak Moscow. Uh,
0: Leipzig. And Kuku too good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, and uh, and Koncu he check right. He's up yeah. to twenty three goals on the season. So, My God. Yeah. Um, Real Betis gets Eintracht Frankfurt. Okay, Ooh. Rangers gets Red Star.
0: Rangers wins.
1: Yeah, Rangers. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on, Rangers. Rangers knocked out Dortmund. Exactly. Want them, right. <laughs> okay, uh, Braga, mm-hmm. your boys came back. They, they. I know yes. they're not your boys, but well, the Portuguese club. I'm for them. them being, yeah okay, Braga uh, they have Monaco. It's gonna be
0: tough. Hey, sure man. Hey. I was yeah. I was. That's gonna, that's gonna be tough. But I would pick um, Rangers I'm... to Monaco just for to see how good yeah. I really think Monaco is. But yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. All right, and then I'm saving the, the final, the best three for the last. All right. <laughs> We've got uh, a attacking special in Atalanta versus Leverkusen.
0: Oh, that is a. Perfect match of What Beautiful. a oh my goodness! What a game. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I I think um I think Atalanta's
1: defense though probably better than Leverkusen's, but that but both of their attack forces are we can mention
0: so in I, the Wonder Kids news the start a player of Leverkusen, yeah. but uh yes the, then the two a certain somebody yeah <laughs> uh
1: the next one is uh, Sevilla and West Ham, um and David Moyes is already hedging his bets saying. It's hey, amazing. we're playing six time champion Sevilla. It's gonna be really, really tough. So we're gonna see exactly. if Jules Conway can first get by um Kurt Zuma and West Ham, right? Yeah.
0: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Vila gonna get it through. And I even saw we I forgot to say this Declan Rice, 120 million. That's the report fee to get him. English tax mm-hmm. more than shown right there, in my opinion. Okay, I'd pay eighty million max for Declan Rice. But I'd say it's worth it though. So e- you're, you love Declan, man. You absolutely love, love those Declan leadership Wright. skills he has. But uh, who's Porto playing?
1: Into... You didn't say yeah. that. Okay, I saved the best one for last for you. You ready? <laughs> Porto versus Leon.
0: Okay, Porto versus Leon. Epa. And,
1: and I'll be honest, I don't even think it's close. I think Porto wins. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, Leon is, is dipped now. Yeah, 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 I think, yeah, Porto wins. Porto might win the yeah. whole thing, man. If they if they really go 100 percent bold, if they had Luis mm-hmm. Diaz, but I don't know, I don't know. Porto might win the league and Europa League if they go if they go 100 bold, man. Sergio isso. Yeah, if that happens, yeah. Port. Oh. yeah.
1: I mean, a couple a couple things that happen in the Europa League that uh, definitely mm. wanna. I, I just gotta say because we just talked about Declan Rice and I know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I know Dortmund bowed out, but um. Mm.
0: Bellingham God, scoring you know both. Yeah. I know,
1: man. Like at 18 years old, it's like mm-hmm. he is the indispensable player for Bill Russia Dortmund and Agreed. he had two goals, two assists trying trying to do everything he could <laughs> to get Dortmund back in that match and um he had a hand in all four of uh, Dortmund's goals. I you know, it's just Mhm. It's just the leadership he exudes, the fight, the, the the determination and even production, like the final production is there too. And um
0: the sum in the end.
1: It, yeah, in the end Dortmund is gonna miss out on their first European round of sixteen in almost ten years.
0: That's that's oh my days, that's actually a huge stat. Huge and it like is. if Holland was there, they would have beaten Rangers, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like but yeah, huge. Does he stay? Stays another season, right? At Dortmund. I, Holland's going to leave. I think
1: it'd be, yeah, I think it'd be best for him to stay another season. But mm-hmm. I'm not fully convinced that Holland is going to go. Eh? Uh, what? Holland? Could you imagine Holland and Bellingham staying for one year? No. The issue is, is if, if none of them can stay no. healthy, it doesn't matter.
0: Hey, um, no, no, no. Holland yeah. is for sure. You know, it's Barca, man. Monaco, Monaco has been giving visits by... <laughs> by Papa Perez, by by La Porta, everybody's meeting Rayola the, uh, <laughs> leading up to this summer. So I can't, I can't. I'm sorry, Bratson. But going with the honest, Dortmund right? investment, man, and uh, management. Sorry, Dortmund bought yeah. Gundogan, Dembele, mm-hmm. Sancho, Aubameyang, and Pulisic for sixty million. And they all sold them all for 374 million. Okay. Yeah. So that is 314 million euros profit. So elite management by Dortmund. And you said that's that stat too. And that just shows that they were getting results in European yeah. competitions and yeah. selling big players too. So because we all remember, Obama, like Dembele, when he leaves yeah. to go to Barca, people saying he's next to Mbappe level. So that was a huge like replacement, and they got Sancho, yeah. that then goes to United, and no, but this is really good management. Dortmund showed what to do to the world, you know.
1: And yet they can't—they can't buy a defender that stays healthy. <laughs> Sula. Ever. So Sula. they got Sula. They stole. They Sula. did. They got. They got Sula, but I'm sure his injury, Robin his injury problems, will start yeah. to crop up the moment he gets into Signal Iduna. Um, you know, the moment he walks in that stadium, boom, he's going to have a bummed leg or something.
0: But but you mentioned fast, like, Leverkusen. Like, I think we could start going with the Wonder Kids, more topics, news. And, well, I, oh, sorry. Before, sorry. Yes, before. Yes, yes, yes.
1: I have to ask you because, you know, we did we, kind of gloss over the Champions League because there's yes. no round 16 draw. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, one shot Eish. versus Atletico.
0: Eish, um, I
1: knew you were going to lead to this, man. I had I knew, a feeling. <laughs> I have to see if there's... I get it. I get it. He's It's still Cristiano. No, I feel, I feel it. But, but I
0: feel it, Bruton. But you got the
1: one shot versus Atletico and then, buddy, I, I mean, his his um his facade, right? His normally... um, You know, I get it. He's a very proud man and he's also a very... Um, what the water, hell's the water. word? He's just, you know... Th- He's very uh, intense, right? That's sacrifices. He, he sacrifices everything. Play? Yes, but but obviously the, the cracks to his kind of facade of having any sort of patience with his teammates. Yes. Uh, didn't necessarily crack versus Atleti, but it definitely cracked versus Burnley. And uh, something's something's got to happen. Something's got to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You either. I don't know, get Ronaldo in a position to maximize his efficiency and maximize his shots on goal? Or what does he have to do, play center mid?
0: I, I think I you, you're spot on, man. I think the problem with Ronaldo now is he's trying to do too much. Ronaldo yeah. is literally in panic mode in his head right now. And that puts me really sad because you can see he's trying to be a much more of a creative player, okay, than he yeah. usually, usually is Ronaldo. And Man United, and ma- what I asked... To, if, what I really like, I don't, I don't know if Ronaldo ever seizes this, or everyone that speaks to Ronaldo sees this. But man, please leave the creativity to Bruno Fernandes, to all those players that are behind you, and leave Ronaldo do his job up front, man. Okay, no more panic mode. And I, I, I oh, it's just, I, I think, and you're right, man. You, we have to point it out. It's true, Ronaldo is having a bit of a dip right now at this midterm season but i gotta say i gotta be hopeful i gotta put all my chips in ronaldo against turkey okay he might be a bit a bit low in form but i got to be hopeful right now breton okay understand me my boy ronaldo needs to has to go bold against turkey and then italy okay we have to be ready man oh i'm nervous but um well,
1: yeah. And and here's what it comes down to is they're Whew. they're still they're still in the running to beat at Letty, right? They, yeah, they still have true. A they still can learn from their mistakes. And they're still in the running for top four. They're still in the running for Champions League football. So True. Uh you know, the, the goals can still be met even if there were more bumps in the road than you would have liked. But mm-hmm. Ronaldo, I think the bigger thing for me was watching him lose his cool yep. with his he did. And I, I get it. There, there have probably been instances of this previously, but I've never seen him that, that kind of demonstratively, like, angry, right? On the pitch with his with his teammates. And that, I think, he needs that kind of rankled me in terms mm-hmm. of being like, whoa, Ronaldo, there's there's some issues, right? And Ronaldo, I think you're right. I think he's trying to do, too, trying much, to do too much um, with that. So, hey, okay, we'll but, see. United's mentioned- got another shot.
0: Just you mentioned in. it. Like, I have to lead up, man. You speak about the yeah. Man United Atletico game. I got to talk about the Portuguese person that lights it up, okay? The one, the um, Metropolitano, with how he played. And man of the match of the game. And with all due respect, deserved d- deserved it 100%. And it's drunk, fair mm-hmm. Felix. With an absolute masterclass game against Man United, okay? And putting water in everyone's mouth in the Premier League. Especially Man City and Arsenal fans, okay? Because I am seeing news that Arsenal are interested in John Felix, okay? And I understand Arsenal is desperate for a stupid star. Just like Atletico. We're desperate to sign a superstar because Jean Felix could have gone to Real Madrid or Barça, but Atletico had to overpay because he would have gone to those two clubs yeah. instead. So mm. Arsenal may have may have to overpay for him not to go to Man City, Jean Felix. Okay, this is the yeah. situation. So I just like to see him. What a header that was! And the confidence yeah. seems to be back. And I'm ha- so happy for it. I'm so happy for it.
1: And there were some minor Robin van Percy vibes to that header. That
0: was nice. He's going to the prem. Um, right um. I guarantee. Yeah. you. I guarantee you, he's going to the prem. I'm not gonna say inside sources type beat, but like, I have a feeling, inside and out. I've I've heard some things, and prem is.
1: Yeah, and I know, I know. In the past, you've said that the, the, the best destination for him would actually be city, just mm-hmm.
0: because. Um, but so London. It, I'm yeah. smelling London. <laughs> I don't know Breton. I am smelling London for Felix. Just saying, here on the FC Wonder Kid Pod, you heard well, it don't first. not London. It smells like a city. I can tell you that much. <laughs> uh,
1: but I, yeah, that, that that could be that could be good. That could be good. Arsenal, interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, not even Arsenal. Maybe Tottenham. I'm I'm not. It's just he the wages that he asks and the price tag that, like, you leave for oh. close to a hundred million. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see but I'm very happy to see Jean Felix now each goal that he scores if he scores in old Trafford, that's 20 more million for jean Felix in that transfer fee. Just say okay just yeah. say but another youngster well, too that like performed in that match it's Anthony Elanga yeah. and Anthony Elanga I have here became the youngest ever Swedish goal scorer in the Champions League okay So yeah. big up in Elanga and I gotta say this too. He is special, and I love the fact that he's getting the the light now, Elanga, because he has determination. And not a lot of wonder kids have the determination that Elanga has on and off the ball. It's not just when you have the ball. He's off the ball, nonstop moving. And I got to say this. I know, like, I I really think Christian Ronald... Has a really good influence on Elanga. Okay, there's a lot of moments before the game that even those two are chatting, the, and you can see it. There's just there's a different face in Elanga's face talking to Ronald than it was in Greenwood's face talking to Ronald. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I I I'm liking that, and you can see that Elanga is willing to learn, and he's gonna go far. Elanga is gonna go far. Swedish fans, you are lucky, man. Kuzewski performing now and now Erlanga big time. Big time and Ralph yeah. Ragnik was like if I if Ralph Ragnik hadn't gone to Man United, Elanga would have left on loan. This is official. Yeah. Ralph Ragnik said this. Before I yeah. arrived, he was gonna go on loan. Like this Ooh. right decision to stay. Oh, All yeah. my days.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I don't think any I don't know, was anyone out there bold enough to put a bet on him being the savior? Uh, um, saving Cute. that tie for them. I mean, not that a 1-0 deficit would have been the worst thing in the world, well, but um, grabbing that uh, there was was uh, impressive. And I'm, I'm okay. with you. Yeah, everything about him exudes, exudes. – I'm sure there's a cap somewhere, uh, mm. but if there's one thing Rangnick's good – at doing it's it's playing to people's strengths except ronaldo's um <laughs> <Full> <laughs> but God. anyway uh, a couple other things before we definitely move on to wonder kids mm. and not big things just i i you gotta shout out uh i forgot this earlier on but you gotta shout out christian erickson returned to the field brentford okay Guess. this has nothing to do with europa league nothing to do with any of that christian erickson returned to the field after eight months and that bizarre craziness and that That brush with death and uh, we're just so happy to see him playing again Mm -hmm. um so i I gotta just say that even if it is just for a TikTok. um but uh the the other thing within um the europa league uh was it europa league i wanted to mention yes okay this whole crazy thing with russia and ukraine happening Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it was just so even if it was just poetic even if it was you know, it obviously isn't going to change anything. But seeing a guy like Ruslan Malinovsky, who has Mm -hmm. not necessarily been having the season that he's wanted to have, right? I I actually keyed in on him as being one of their most dangerous players, Atalanta's Mm -hmm. dangerous players this season. Um, But seeing him score those two goals in like dominant fashion, one of them was a golasso, versus Olympiakos and then lifting that shirt saying no war in Ukraine. Man, was that poetic and was that just so... So cool and, and strong um, to see, and and I think that's why I really want Atalanta to make a huh, I make a make a big run for it with Malinowski doing it. But hey, mm-hmm. um, he's he's Ukrainian, right? And mm-hmm. it was just kind of something we all wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, down in the Europa Conference League, there's only really one thing I'm going to talk about, and it's Bodo Glimt. Okay, we do have to mention Bodo Glimt, the Norwegian squad. Known for, you know, Jens Petter uh, Hauga, known for Patrick Berg. Mm -hmm. I might be missing somebody, but they took down, they didn't just take down. Um, They kicked the crap out of Celtic, right? Celtic, a team that was on hot form previous to this, um, you know, bringing in some new guys that they had brought, that they, Jota, we were talking about, right? We were talking about Rio Hatate. We were talking about a bunch of really good players, Um, Lyle Abada. Uh, Bodo Glimt beat them five to one on aggregate. True. Five to one on aggregate. Okay, without Hauga, without Patrick Berg, um, the new names are Ola Solbakken, Hugo Vetlesen, Elias Hagen. Okay, and I probably killed all of their uh, <laughs> their pronunciations. But guess who they get? They get Azed Al- Alkmar next. Um, but Bodo Glimt mm-hmm. is just still playing the football that makes them the best team in Norway, like bar none easily the Europa Conference League draw we don't have enough time to walk through the whole draw but it's still pretty interesting um you know a couple you have to watch out for Bodo Glimt is playing Azed Alkmar. um Bodo Glimt is one that I really would love to see go on and win uh and then you've got Leicester City playing Ren, and you've got AS Roma Jose Mourinho Uh, playing Vitesse, Um, but I think the best of it all is going to be Marseille-Basel. And, you know, I don't know. It's the first Europa Conference League. I think we have to actually uh, take a look at this stuff, and there's definitely going to be some wonder kids taking part in all this and uh without further ado we should probably get to the wonder kids before this becomes a three-hour
0: event <laughs> there you go so people put in the comment section below who you think is gonna win the conference league and i'll let you start saying a quick mention of wonder kids because you got the jersey to talk about wonder kids and yeah who was it that had a perfect hat trick in his first half it, it was Jeremy
1: Pino. Jeremy Pino, 19 year old Jeremy Pino, with not just three goals mm-hmm. in the first half, which is, oh, by the way, he becomes the youngest player ever to do that in La Liga history, a mm-hmm. first half hat trick, but he had four goals in 53 minutes versus Espanyol. Um, and, and he's been in and out of Unai Emery's 11. Uh, over the past few months, and just like that, he just yeah, this is the type of quality he has as a 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. He gets his chances, he puts them away. He scored a header, he hit one with his left foot, he hit one with his right foot. Yep. Okay, so the, the the kid obviously knows what he's doing. He obviously has a future at um, Vidal, and uh, it was it was pretty pretty awesome to see. And to, I believe it was his first career professional brace mm-hmm. and his first career professional. Patrick, uh, all in that, um, all in that, uh, amazing performance. So, uh, Jeremy Pino got, I have to watch, watch out for him.
0: You got to watch out for him. And you said it 53 minutes, four goals. Four goals. Oh my days. Yeah. And I got to say this too, who, who will snatch him up because 19 years old and doing this already, like if Brian Gilles is going to Tottenham with what he's done. Jeremy Pino, just with this match itself, he must be going to another big-time club, man. So, they're, we have to men- I-, I have to talk about this in the pod, man. We have to. Yeah. The best, okay, uh, well, for a lot of people, the best transfer in January, okay? Dusan Vlahovic at Zvinch, yeah. okay? Vlahovic has five goals, okay, in six games for Zvinch. He has, oh my days, that was ridiculous. 33 seconds, he only needed that to score in his Champions League debut, okay? Hello to the world from Dusan Vlahovic. And it's not a bold statement anymore. Dusan Vlahovic must be in the talk of the best strikers in the world right now, okay? At 22, okay? So Dusan Vlahovic, keep on delivering because that's what he's doing. That's what yeah. he's doing.
1: 24 Wait. goals. Dusan Vlahovic has 24 goals, five assists and 30 oh. appearances this year. He got his first champions league goal. Um, yeah. It, it's just one of those things where this, it was probably smart for him to go Syria club to Syria yes. club because he's hit the ground running and there's n- none of that transition. None of that worrying about, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is Juventus has a little bit of an injury crisis of their own. And, uh, He's still, he's still delivering. He's still making – I think this is like one of his largest qu—largest um, quirks or largest uh, strengths mm-hmm. is he has the ability to make something out of nothing. And while that's not something you can necessarily teach somebody, uh, it is just a major quality that for him, still 21, maybe he just turned 22. 22 um, now. I think yep. his goal total is going to continue to explode. It really is, and Juve um, really
0: needed that. They really needed yeah. that hope, you know. They just they were just their head down playing. They they really rejuvenated now. And you said it, Vlahovic. Just like the first goal against Villarreal, expect the unexpected with this kid, man. And yeah, yeah he he's really yeah. gonna be up there, really. And it's gonna be a bargain, seventy-six million, I think that was. People are gonna be saying, "How did Juvinch get him for that fee?" Okay. That's what right. people are going to be saying in the future. And <laughs> how much is it going to be to take Vlahovic from Schmitz in the future? Can't even imagine oh, that already. Oh, oh my yeah. days. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, we can pop from there in Syria, mm-hmm. probably over. We talked about it. We floated this earlier, yes. talking about Leverkusen. But my goodness, the duo of Florian Wirtz and Musa um, Diaby just will not stop for this club. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're in the top 3, top 4 in the Bundesliga. They're still in it yes. in the Europa League. Uh they're one of the more uh, exciting teams to watch because of their reliance on this youth. But Musa Diaby, he's up to 15 goals, 9 assists. Still 22, still 22 years old. Mm. And then you've got Florian Wirtz, 10 goals, 13 assists. He's literally only behind Thomas Mueller in assists in the Bundesliga, which, like, come on, everybody's behind well, Thomas Mueller. Exactly. Um, just really exactly. cool, really impressive.
0: It's Exactly, you said it. And Musa Diaby, too. Only mm-hmm. Mueller and Wirtz are ahead of Musa Diaby, too, with yeah. with, with seven yeah. assists Him too. So it's like Wirtz. And Moussa Diaby are, like, in the top three. So, it's Müller, Wirtz, and Diaby. I just wanted to say that. Because that's, that's, like, crazy how Leverkusen is, like, just getting all these stars and they're playing together. And crazy stat, too, by Diaby. Five games, seven yeah. goals, and one assist by Moussa Diaby. Okay, so, oh, 22 years old. He's not going to stay for long at Leverkusen. <laughs>
1: no. No, I don't. I don't think so. But then again, I would have thought he would have gotten picked up. I mean, to be honest, true. Musa Diaby was probably the more attractive signing than uh, Leon Bailey.
0: Right? I agree.
1: Uh, but they went for Leon Bailey instead, probably because Jamaican roots. I don't know if that has anything to do with Brexit. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about that stuff. Uh, but Musa Diaby has been—he uh, was inconsistent in his first few years, but he has really turned it on um Agreed. but veert i mean uh, we, we talked about jude before having you know exuding jude mm-hmm. exuding that leadership at 18 years old well florian veerts is right there i can't think of another kid that's Agreed. as indispensable to their club and as young as he is as you know those two veerts and bellingham are just amazing um so uh, anywhere else in the world, I can't think of an 18-year-old as indispensable as those two. So um, it would be a lot of fun to see what and if anything happens in the transfer market. And as we've seen with Bayer Leverkusen, it generally does happen. Um, and clubs will come calling, much like they did for Kai Havertz, much like they did for Leon Bailey. Um, and, so,
0: bo- yeah. and both Jude and both Virts both play for the national team at 18. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, even if you, you say, ah, maybe like they haven't proved. No, they have proven themselves they legitimately with the best national yeah. team level. So that is, yeah. that itself is insane. And yeah, we said it Jude Bellingham scored in both legs against Rangers away and at home. So, oh, but. Did, I, all, I, did all he could. He, <laughs> facts. Yeah. We got. Facts. And I, I had to say this because this is a quick take that for me. I say most underrated youngster signing, okay, this season. And for mm-hmm. me, it's Michael Olise. For eight mm-hmm. million pounds, Crystal mm-hmm. Palace are gonna easily like quadruple the money. Easily, okay. 40 50 million for Michael Olise guaranteed. And it's not even like I have fear Michael Olise has three goals and five assists, okay, this season. And, like, that in the Prem is really good, in my opinion. 20 years old, immediate impact. And even if he had zero goals and zero assists, this kid is a silky baller, okay? He's got mad skills. He's got mad skills. He has an impact when he comes off the bench. And, yeah, yeah. elite vision passing-wise, too. So, people, watch out. It's not just Conor Gallagher. My- Michael Olise too. And he's not on loan. He's not on yeah. loan.
1: No, he's not. That is a, just a phenomenal piece of business. And I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. if you wanted to see the impact Michael Olise had in a full season, all you have to do is look at the English championship table, mm-hmm. look for Reading football club mm-hmm. and see how far they are down mm-hmm. without Michael Olise. Um, they did everything they could to use that seven, eight money where seven, eight million or so that they got robbed for, mm-hmm. frankly. Um, to To build a squad around it, and they are struggling mightily. Um, but Michael Olise, absolutely right, silky baller, yes, and he's only going to grow into it more. And I can't think of a better player, necessarily former player, to, to work on than, than Vieira. So um, you brought up Crystal Palace, <laughs> so I'm going to raise you. You brought up Connor Gallagher. You brought up Michael Olise. I'm going to raise you one that's not necessarily on the tip of everybody's tongue. I am enjoying the consistency and the defensive prowess of one Tyrick Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he's not a name that we all look at and go, Oh my goodness. You know, this kid is uh, just amazing. Right. Because he's not one of those attacking fullbacks that make us all excited. Like we forget about Trent's inconsistencies on the defensive end because uh, he can hit a ball like nobody else in the world. Uh, right. Well, but, From Tyrick Mitchell, I know that's a debatable thing that we can all, whatever. But talking about Tyrick Mitchell, who's a left back, I -hmm. believe he's 21, 22 years old, maybe 22 right now. He just made his 50th Premier League appearance for Crystal Palace. He continues to be one of the top young young backs, fullbacks in the whole league. 33 consecutive starts for Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. And those aren't even interesting stats. Here are the interesting stats. In the top five leagues, Okay, which is always a debatable thing, but in the top five leagues, Tyreek Mitchell is second in pressures, one. He's 13th in blocks made, okay, crosses, passes, and he's top 20 in tackles, one. Okay. okay. Now, stats don't always tell the whole story, all right, but there is one thing he is easily the best defensive left back. I think, in the Premier League. Not Young, the best defensive left back in the Premier League. And uh, he's, he's, he's getting better every That's day. Bold. Um, best defensive left back? I mean, come on. I mean, th- those those stats in and of themselves, I get it. They don't mean everything. I mean, do those warrant at some point some sort of attention from a Southgate?
0: Hmm. Okay. Do I, they, I, I, I mean. I like where you're getting.
1: Okay. I mean. I know you don't talk. We don't talk about Tyreek Mitchell because well, guess what? He's not going to wind up as an assist he, man. He's not going to score a goal.
0: He won't be called ahead no, of or called. show. No. Like, but yeah. I, I was. I know, but I legitimately put the chance. I really thought in my head, like, can he? But like, no. It's even like Reese James can even go to the left, man. You know. So I know, I, I know, I know. But but great shout, great player, and I got to keep on my own league, and I got to give two shouts gonzalo Sal He's starting to net some goals, okay? He's got his last six games, he's got four goals for Benfica. And Darwin Nunes, okay? I fully expect Darwin at the end of this season leaving Benfica. And what a game it's going to be against Ajax next too. Because he might score a goal. Just like he did with Barça, shocking a lot of people. But he's got 19 league goals and two assists. Darwin Nunes, okay? In Portugal. So... 22 years old, Uruguayan striker. Watch out, people. He's yeah. he's gonna leave Benfica soon, and so...
1: Uruguay is gonna need him big time uh, mm-hmm. heading into these final World Cup qualifiers. So exactly. that's that's very interesting. All right, well, I'm gonna um, go countrymen on you. I'm gonna yeah. talk about a couple Americans really quickly. <laughs> Yunus Moussa, okay. 19 years old. He became the American with the most matches ever played in La Liga all time. Shee. Okay, he 50 matches and he's 19. 52 matches and he's 19. Here's a caveat. He obviously wasn't American, oh, right? On, Declared for America that whole time. Um, but I only bring him up and I bring that, you know, not really a minor milestone, but I bring that milestone up because with Weston McKenney's injury, mm-hmm. I don't know if our, our, our listeners know this, but Weston McKenney broke a couple metatarsal. Um, he's going to be out a little while, mm-hmm. uh, sucks for Juventus sucks for the U S men's national team, probably more. Um, I gotta see Eunice Musa, um, just like he does for Valencia. I gotta see him slot in, take Weston McKenny's spot, and just ball out. And I have a feeling, and I'm gonna say it right now, I have a feeling <laughs> that he is going to wind up being the player of our window as we qualify for the World Cup. Okay, okay? he will wind that. He will wind up being that that guy. I I, I hope so. I really <laughs> hope so.
0: Um,
1: but the other two, I just want to mention. MLS action started Major League Soccer in the states, mm-hmm. and if you don't watch it because you know the level of play is not Premier League, okay. But <laughs> if you don't watch it uh, for that, definitely watch it for the young guys coming up. Yes. And there's two guys I want to mention in the first weekend, which is still ongoing. Okay. That is 17 year old uh, Jakiel Marsha uh, Ruddy. Yes, uh, he's a right winger that actually has been converted into a right wing back, mm-hmm. um, and he did not look out a place for Toronto FC. Uh, not his prime position either, and he was effective. He was calm. He was uh, good on the uh, on the attack as well. Um, but he trained at Liverpool and Arsenal, right over the summer, right? And they very much so uh, know that he is likely going to wind up being one hell of a baller to the point where it wasn't necessarily ID who, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't necessarily ID who, <laughs> but uh, twenty million valuation. Um, and one of those European clubs were very close to matching that valuation. Um, so another Canadian uh, footballer you got to watch out for because I don't think that this this resurgence or this upsurgence, if that's mm-hmm. even a word, in Canada's football, I don't think that that's going away anytime soon. I think they've, they, they're starting to build some people um, around it. And jaquille Marshall Ruddy, imagine Davies on the left, Marshall Ruddy on the right in the future. That's going to be pretty interesting. Um, only other one I want to mention is gaga slonina 17 years old six foot four which i don't know how that converts to your meters system in uh in europe but uh he's a goalkeeper for the chicago fire uh has a polish passport so actually could leave um there were talks of a a lot of syriac clubs a lot of really big premier league clubs that have been looking at him he of course started off the season with a clean sheet made a ridiculous save in the 84th 85th minute and um these are two that I guarantee you, um, <laughs> by the end of this year, there will be a whole lot of talk, barring injury, about them leaving for Europe and, and paying handsomely to do so. so.
0: Slovenia even was like 15 million, right? They're saying Premier League season one to 15. Yeah. Yep. And Arsenal, like they went for Matt Turner, but wasn't this the guy that you were going to get, should have gotten? Just saying. (laughs) No, potentially. uh, Yeah, he's a good. He's good. He's a good role player to have. Like, so I think that was a good transfer, maybe in the future too. But let's see what's gonna happen on that. And me ending my Wonder Kids news talk on my end is like I gotta say too, man. Man City VAR situation. I know Phil. I have to. I have to say Phil Foden came to save the day, match winner. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's it has happened in the past. Okay, so Phil Foden saving the day is, is something reoccurring, okay, at City. I'm, I'm liking it, okay, getting this uh, yeah. this hero concept to at Man City. But that VAR situation, okay, Lampard said it. He put him on the spot, and I got to say, that's a clear penalty to Man City, okay? VAR should have made a better call, and Lampard, I'm with you, man. I am with you. Good call out. <coughs> You gotta call it out. What it is, what it is. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, we're not supposed to take
1: sides. Ah, no, I, 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 hear you. I actually, um, I actually have purposefully not gone back and looked at it because I, I didn't want to take a side either way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Phil Foden, though, I'm, I'm here for that. Phil <laughs> Foden being that indispensable guy for, for, uh, for Pep. But anyway, so much more football ahead. Um,
0: there you go. I think go. it's probably a good time.
1: There you time go. to stop it right?
0: there you go people <laughs> so please don't forget to like this video people it's a huge help and if you listen to this part on youtube go listen on spotify too man that's a huge help for us too yeah. and don't forget to go click on the follow button and the ringtone button so you never miss out and you're always updated when our episodes come out i hope you guys enjoyed episode 45 and any question anything please put down below in the comment section And guys, please do not forget to keep going bold, okay? So, so long, people.